Hey there, welcome to the Excedra Podcast. I'm Chris. Got Paul and Joe with me. We, we gotta figure out how to introduce yourselves. And we, we got a minute. What's the best way? Should I say how are you guys doing? Or I should say, Paul, how are you doing? Just, Joe, how are you doing? Exactly. exactly. Okay. Just just call on us like a teacher. Like a teacher. Right. That's that's really where the problem is, is that we okay. don't know who you're talking to first. Okay. And we are so polite that we don't want to talk over the other person and we both just sit here and wait and look like a bunch of dunces. But maybe I should ask you for something fun because like, if I just say, how are you doing? I mean, it's like if you go up to somebody on the street and say, what's up? I mean, you know, they're going to say, Hey, not much or how's it going or whatever. I, I mean, I, I really have... share what's up with me. I shared my zombie feet much to some dismise. I don't, I don't even know what, what that word was. Don't but. ask him. Don't just dis, my dismise. I am so dismised about what's going on with your feet. No, I used to in college. I would work at the John Eagle across the way from Malone, and there was this old guy that used to come up to me, and I was, I was so socially awkward in college. You get, you guys know. I was, I was what? a mess. I, I'm a mess now. I, I, nothing's ever changed. But yeah, he used to come up to me, hey, Chris, what's up? And I would sit there and be like, yeah, it was a great week. I had fun in college. I And five minutes later, and the guy's like, what are you talking about? He finally said, dude, when I say what's up, you say not much. Yeah, I don't need to hear all the other stuff. Because I would literally sit down and talk to him about, you know, my college tests, girls, you know, all that other stuff. He asked, Very awkward. That's his own You're problem. one of those guys. Right. So maybe I need to ask something fun, like, hey, Joe, how's work this week? Or, hey, Paul, what a bunch of goofballs the Steelers are. I don't know. Just something, you know, <laughs> I don't know. We'll, we'll figure it out. Uh, it'll be years, but we'll figure it out. All mm-hmm. right, well, we're going to put Paul on the, on the hot seat because I'm confused about this. We're all men of faith. So I'm not confused about faith. But um, Catholic, it's a little different than where we're at. And I might... I don't want to make fun of any other type of faves, but there's this guy. I should have you guys the link. I'm going to, and here <laughs> <Yes>. it goes. <laughs> but uh, I don't want Priest. to, but I'm required to by the uh, objective of doing a podcast. Of course, well, that's what makes <laughs> podcasts fun. Saying uh, mean stuff, you might get fired the next day. Yeah, yeah it's, it's always fun. But there's a Catholic priest that resigned. Uh, there was a church investigation found he performed invalid baptisms for most of his over 20-year career. Uh, he's from Phoenix. Uh, Andreas Argano, um, he performed thousands of baptisms. He said, he would say, we baptize you in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. But, um, you know, Thomas Olmsted, who's the bishop of the Diocese of Phoenix, said, no, you can't say we baptize. You should say I baptize. And he says, hey, um, by using we, we're saying that it, we're baptizing him, which is wrong. It should be Christ is the one that baptizes us. And, okay, I, I get the premise. I, you know, I'm not saying, I'm not taking away anything from God. You know, God's control and everything. But it's interesting because all these baptisms are invalid. You know, it's not just like, oh, this goofy pastor is saying it wrong. <clears throat> They're no more. And 
I don't know how. I I don't think in the Catholic faith. Do you have to be baptized to be saved according to Catholics? I don't yes. think so, right? Oh, you do? Yeah. Yep. So, according to the... Because without that, you can't be a part of the Catholic Church, and if you're not part of the Catholic Church, then you're you're behind the eight ball. So, in essence, according to Catholic belief, and let's just say that, you know, that's not necessarily our belief. So, if one of these people died, you know, before... They understood they're doomed to hell, then, right? According to this, no. Um, oh. they would just really. I mean, I, I think the only people who pretty much secure themselves a spot in hell are those who reject the Catholic Church. Oh, like okay. somebody who, like the invalid baptism, they're just they're going to purgatory thinking they've got a hundred years. Like, oh no, you've got a hundred thousand years because your baptism was null and void. So it, it would probably just be you're 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 in purgatory longer than you anticipated. Is there anything in the uh, what's the best? I think evangelical is probably the best. And again, not evangelical in politics, just evangelical in general. I mean, is there anything that we have to say exactly right? Like I'm trying to figure out if there's any comparison. Not really that I can think of. I mean, because fundamentally it's, I know that a lot of the Catholic teachings have really been carefully worked through. And so there, there's certain things that have to be said and you really don't see that with most, not all, but a, quite a few Protestant uh, denominations more so on uh, the evangelical side or those who came out of like uh, revivalistic uh, backgrounds. Uh, you might see it more in like Lutheran Presbyterians where there's a certain uh, wording that has to be used. Uh, but personally, I, I think that's a pretty hard turn to take to say that your baptism, I mean, it's not like you said, we baptize you in the name of Larry Curley and Mo. I mean, it, it's, <laughs> Yeah, but I, I would, think that's. Well, a I would appreciate extra. to get that kind of baptism. Yes. <laughs> well, it, I assume I assume it involves somebody getting down on all fours behind you and the other person doing the eye poke yeah. to your forehead yep. to make you fall over that person and into the baptismal font. Okay. You got you got it. Yep. And it has to be exactly like that, otherwise you will not be baptized in the name of Larry Curley and Mo. Yeah, it would make Correct. a funny baptism. And it's Larry. Curly Joe, and you do not want that. <laughs> Curly Joe, no. But Shemp. But Shemp, absolutely. <laughs> I think it would be interesting if, I mean, you know, you're still being baptized. I mean, our friends in the uh, Grace Brother movement, you know, they call it a trifle baptism. If you get baptized in that church, you're going down three times. I mean, you know, they're putting you in the water back up, putting the water back up. Larry Curly Mo isn't that different. And again, I'm not making fun of the brother, but you know, well, it's I, the same. I purpose. served in the Brethren Church for three years, and I will say that is the most difficult way to baptize somebody because oh, you, yeah. you've got adults, and so it was three times. But at least this particular branch of Brethren, it was you baptize them forwards, not backwards, <clears throat> oh. and. There's something interesting that human beings do when their face begins to touch water. 
they tense. And so you're, they're resisting and you're pushing and it's kind of this, you, you feel like you're, you're trying to drown them basically. You have to apply it's a certain a amount of force. Weapons. Oh yeah. I will baptize you in the name of, of Curly Joe. <laughs> you just wait. You're going down sucker. Well, and just think about it too. If you, like, if you put your head under in a swimming pool and you come back up, you you probably don't want to put your head back under again. You, you know, you go under, you come back up. You're like, oh, hey, everybody. I mean, to go back down is is rough, like three times. I, and, and again, I'm not criticizing any way of looking at it. No, it's it's very different. Forward, you know, you're coming back up. The water's all rushing down your face. Oh yeah. As opposed to when you go backwards, it's rushing away from your face as opposed to into your face. So forward would be tougher. Like I would if you think had to so. do that, you have to go backward. Yeah. I would oh. It was very difficult. But, but I the just, most horrifying baptism, I don't know if you've seen the videos, I don't, know if, I don't know if it's Orthodox or who it is, but they, they take the baby like up high and like almost like a crashing airplane, like plunge him down in and back up. Really? Wow. Yeah. Oh. Find some of those videos. The, that's... As a parent, that that would give me great anxiety. Yeah, no, I don't want to see that. <laughs> I got to say that I have to say that um, I I have not attended a uh, a friend's church, a Quaker church, in a, a very long time. But it, in my core, I still th- th- uh, view myself as a as a as a friend's church evangelical friend, a Quaker, and so hearing that they would invalidate decades of people's baptisms because somebody said I instead of we seems to be at the core of why uh, George Fox and all of the Quakers cried BS at the Catholic church in the first place. Yeah. It makes it tough. And that's not a direct quote of George Fox, by the way, that's my interpretation (laughs) of George Fox. Oh, he said BS a lot. (laughs) He was, I think he probably should have, he should have said it more. Um, There's just the the idea that that you would turn around and invalidate what is what has what somebody has submitted themselves to dutifully, dutifully and faithfully uh, intending to do a certain thing and just go nope that doesn't matter anything what the other guy didn't say is really what only thing that mattered here and that's just the absurdity of that is more to, than I can to take. quote if I can be blunt to quote John Calvin it's apish buffoonery ah yes right, right. Well, you that translates to contemporary language as BS <laughs> <laughs> and you gotta think of this too we've all spent large amounts of our lives in churches so the large, idea large about, amounts well I mean it's not like we just came to faith I mean We've went to churches throughout our lives. We've seen the baptisms. So we get it. We understand it. But just think, man, if you're out there and maybe somebody's listening to this is like, what the heck is this baptism? The thought of going up front and being dipped in the water a couple times, if it's three times or one time, that's got to be different. If you're not used to faith or you're not understanding this, and not that everyone would be scared of it, but it's kind of... I'm sure it's got to be different for someone who's new to faith, right? Oh yeah, but so is yeah, all the terminology sense. about oh, yeah. you know being cuff- being washed in the blood is not a comforting <laughs> thought to people who have no idea what that imagery means. Um, that's gross, 
and scary. Why is this a horror show? And it yes. really is so much more a horror show than most Sunday morning services tend to be. <laughs> yes. Well, and Paul, I mean, you raise a good point. And, you know, my dad was a pastor, so my dad would share stories. I mean, it's got to be awkward, too, when you're baptizing people. What if the person you're baptizing is is a big guy or, or a woman or whatever? I mean, you know. you got to plan ahead. When yeah. I was – now, I was originally – Byzantine Catholic when I became Protestant at age 14 I was baptized and I was I pretty much reached my height current height when I was about that age I really haven't grown taller since then I've gotten wider so fairly big guy at age 14 and the pastor of my church was a fairly short fella Hmm. and let's just say that Bringing me back up out of the water was a bit of a challenge. And fortunately, there was a deacon nearby who was able to assist. And so no no matter who I baptize to this day, I always have an elder there with me. Just I don't want to like, oh, you brought the elder and you must think I'm fat. It's like, nope, everybody gets the elder. (laughs) All right. Yeah, but it's like, I think, too, I mean, you know, you're lifting somebody out of water. You know, I mean, that's. Not always the easiest thing in the world to do. You never dropped a guy or, or a girl. No, the, the most embarrassing one was a woman who wanted to be baptized in Lake Erie. And this was like early April, so it was freezing cold in Lake oh. Erie. Okay. And she didn't tell me ahead of time about this. I found out after the, the fact, but baptize her in Lake Erie, bring her back up, and she looked different. And not like in the spiritually renewed way. I'm like, what, what, what's going on? And she looked in person, and her wig she was floating up to the No. Oh man. No. So she lost her wig. Oh, I think sure. the same would be she with like, it, but... somebody somebody who wears a lot of makeup, and then you wash uh, them, and they come back up, and you're like, I don't even know who this person is. Yeah, that would be that would be awkward. Yeah, I thought Paul was trying to say he illustrated like John the Baptist again, where like, you know, a voice from heaven rose and said, this is this lady awkward. and she's kind of cool. Yeah. Or whatever. You know? Thine wicked floateth away. Yeah. yeah. I'm, uh, I'm always very, uh, very stricken by the idea of how many people want to all dress in dress in all white in order yeah. to be baptized. There, there's things that happen to white clothing. <laughs> That's not really the outfit you probably should be baptized in. I mean, I get this symbology, but at the same time, that's awkward. Quickly, quickly, your your baptism becomes a wet T-shirt contest. Exactly. I will tell everybody wear a bathing suit underneath whatever you're wearing. Just put a bathing suit underneath whatever you're wearing. Yeah. <laughs> you haven't seen a church service like where you baptize someone and everyone's like, whoa, woo, you know. Like, One piece, you know. two piece, three piece, just all the pieces yeah. where there's many pieces as you can. Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever seen a church service where people got excited like if they wore something, uh, you know, like white or something that was weird. Uh, I, I haven't experienced this, but like one of the churches I used to go to, like there was a a service where they had like an impromptu, I think it was like Easter, and they had an impromptu uh, baptism service. Apparently, the spirit moved, and they said, hey, who wants to get baptized? And apparently, there was a young woman who wore a dress, probably not the best choice to be baptized in. I mean, it wasn't what t-shirt or anything, but it was probably not the 
best thing during a spiritual service to be about this. And yeah. from what I heard, I wasn't there, but oh well. Yeah. Um, Impromptu yeah. baptism is something that that's I think probably not a wise choice. It's strange. <laughs> uh, I'm doing graphics at the church I'm attending now, and it was funny. We were. I, I did graphics at last Sunday service, and I'm like, they had this big note on the computer where we control the graphics, so it said, uh, pastor's in baptismal. I'm like, oh, how, how we do this? Apparently, they do their baptisms during the uh, songs, the song part, like where the band comes up and plays. And I thought that was kind of interesting. So, like, um, old school, like my dad was a very traditional Baptist pastor, He'd go up and you would introduce yourself to the, like, you get to know whoever's being baptized. You know, hey, what do you do? Where do you work? You know, like, what's your life? You know, what's your family look like? And then they're like, hey, are, are you saved? Did you accept Jesus as your Savior? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, great. And then they baptize him. Well, at, at the church that I attend now, part, it's a large church, but they literally, they'll have the band up there playing, and on the side, there's a baptismal. So we have a camera system where we're doing a TV production that goes out online too. But they, you know, they'll have video of the people playing. And then once they're ready to baptize, they'll go right to that person. But there's no talking. It just shows them being baptized. I, I think that's good. I mean, I don't know if there's one right way or wrong way, but I haven't seen that before. It's intriguing to see how they do it. So. That's not too far. I was in a church in Spain. In Madrid, it was a pretty, it was a larger church as well, big, big, big flat stage, and on the far stage left side, they just picked up, you know, and just it was almost like there was a hot tub underneath the the, the church, oh, wow. and they had the steps down into, so they put the railing in and everything, and they just like let a group of people, they just did it, and then they all hightailed it off stage while the band was on there on the other side and played, yeah. I mean, there's no indication John the Baptist conducted interviews in the water. He just <laughs> yes. he went in and he dunked you. And then you left, yeah. yeah. I mean, was it a hot tub they used or did it just look like a hot tub? I just, John the Baptist or the church? Well, well the church that Joe was talking about. <laughs> I, I, I think I'd be hard-pressed to say that it was or wasn't. I'm sure that it was the same type of construction. Oh. Like, but I mean, it had a, a stairway that led down into it, so it was like a small pool. I would. Want I don't to know sit. if it had jets. If I got baptized in a hot tub, <laughs> I would want to sit in the hot tub. I mean, you know. Well, I, I'll, I'll just say, from place. my experience, for Lord, twenty-two years, I've feet. been in don't churches that had. Feet. Let me soak in the hot <laughs> yeah. tub of your grace and mercy, Lord no. God. <clears throat> Actually, all three churches I, I've served at have had in-house baptistries. All of them had. Right heaters and Ooh, i have yeah. yet to baptize somebody in even lukewarm water it was always it's all right? okay <laughs> it's very refreshing cold for the first time you wash them you gotta wash them in cold otherwise the colors will run it's a mess they'll shrink don't do it oh don't yeah do it. that's another thing I mean, you yeah. don't want to have the wet teacher contest, but then you don't want runny streaky you clothes runny. either. Yeah. You don't runny streaky parishioners. Yes. Who yes. are now smaller than when they went in? Exactly, and <laughs> possibly without wigs. You don't know. Right. <laughs> they don't have wigs. Yeah. If their clothes shrink, it would look inappropriate. I mean, you know, it'd be rough. Well, and I think too. I think the church I could do does this. It looked like 
they give them T-shirts. So I guess now you don't have the fear of, okay, what if a woman wears a white T-shirt again? But it's kind of like shirts with, like, forgiven or, you know, with messages that are neat, too, and they get to keep and everything. So I guess, one, it's it's a good message. I mean, they're not wearing a old rock T-shirt. ACGC <laughs> 1982. Yeah. Yeah, man. Highway to hell. Yeah. Highway to hell, baby. The pastor during the interview section says, what's, what's your what's your logo on your shirt mean? I'm like, highway to hell. Yeah. Oh, that'd be cool. Yeah, no, but I mean, baptism is good. I mean, it's definitely part of what we believe. It's part of our faith. But yeah, I was just thinking about that when I saw that. It, it's just very different. And I agree with you. I don't mean to bash the Catholics, but it's tough when but they're definitely the worst. And we well, like them. when when, when he gets to so, Catholics, well, when he gets to a point where if you I'll just say, repent about it, it's fine. I'll confess it. It's fine. Well, if you don't say the word right, that makes it tough. Because right. I really think from reading this story, I don't think the guy was like, oh, I believe I can bring people to repentance. He just said it wrong. You know what I mean? How many times do you guys say something wrong in your life? You know what I mean? And you don't think of it. And they and think about this. Our faith, the way we look at salvation, you don't have to say it's something exactly right. I mean, as long as you believe in it, you know. Even a wedding, there, I mean, there's nothing I'm required to say. To I just have to, in some way, censor for and be like, "Do you? Do you? Okay, you did." Um, you? I, I can mess up words, you? and the wedding is still valid. That's, yeah, I haven't been to a wedding in a while. You don't have to say like by the power of Pennsylvania or Ohio, wherever you're at, right? <laughs> Most people do, but right. that's not required. I, I think that's more of a tag of like, I'm certified to do this. I'm <laughs> As if somebody doubted it. I don't know. Yes. Which is kind of weird. In Pennsylvania, if if you're an ordained minister, you, like you don't have to get in Ohio, you have to apply with the Secretary of State to do weddings. Pennsylvania, as long as you're ordained, you can do whatever you want with the wedding. And are you required to at some point in the service say, if anybody has anything to say against this? Speak now or forever. I've never said piece. that. <laughs> never <laughs> said that. Why would you give somebody the opportunity? That doesn't even exactly. It's just dumb. Hey, let's take this beautiful moment and wreck it. Did they has, anybody, used, has anybody got anything? Did that to used to be everybody? traditional to say it though, or is that just a funny thing that we put in movies and didn't think anything of it? Yeah. No, I, I think that that was a real part of services. That in, in case the there was like you had like legitimate fears of. Or objections to the wedding, you wouldn't had that you chance to, to voice it. Wouldn't you need to say that before you got that far? Yeah, I, I think it, it's best to get that out of your system before the ceremony starts. You think that'd be wise to do that earlier? Or maybe to check with the bride and groom. Hey, are you still good with this? Are you okay? You know? Because, you know, uh, have either of you changed your mind? Right. Well, I mean, who knows? What if you're I mean, having. Look at him. Just look at that guy. Seriously? Well, well, what if you're having second thoughts and you get to the you wedding? Could, you, and you, you both can do better. Yeah. That's yeah, true. true. <laughs> well, we talked about that in the past where, what was it? Like, you know, the old joke, I think Jerry Seinfeld said one of stand-up where, you know, if one person's not sure, it just goes down the line like the best man has to come in. And we were talking about that saying, what if in the horrible 
if you had a heart attack, you want your best man to be able to step in, not just to console the bride-to-be, but to step in. I mean, the bride wants to get married, and the bride chose you, but if you died, you know, the bride still wants to get married that day, right? So, See, that scares me because Julie could have looked over my brother and been like, I think I'd rather have him and just, like, just stab me right in front of him. Well, you can't yep. stab You got to be more on legal. You can't do any of that. But you know, it just makes you think. There are uh, rules to this. Yes. There are. This is not total chaos. Right, right. But it kind of makes you think. So, I, I don't know. So... I don't know. I, I, I don't want to make fun of religion. Half of me wants to end up by saying he's a hero or he's a zero. But <laughs> I, it, it's a fun story. I, I like talking about this. But I, I'm not going to end up. I still bad for the I mean, because he would have been baptizing infants. And so the pair, I mean, this is a, a big day for the family. They present their newborn to be baptized and then to find out, like, oops, nope, despite the intention of your heart and your family. Uh, it wasn't valid. That that's that's a hard one to swallow. For me. Well, and they're saying, okay, the baptism is the first of the sacraments. So apparently, if you got baptized by this guy, he said one word wrong. Now they're saying you have to repeat other sacraments too. That, that's yeah, the any, wild part of it. Yeah. Any any time you took youth, Eucharist, it would have been invalid. Um, yeah, if all you that. missed first base. You can't go to second base, Chris. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's just... Because, I, I mean, that, that's entry into back. the Catholic Church, and you can't you can't take Eucharist if you're not Catholic. And so that's... None of those counted. Your you confirmation really, didn't you count. Don't, your, you don't really know the rules to Euchre at that point. Yeah. <laughs> and you have to start over. <laughs> I, I'm being careful not to offend anybody, but man, you, you may be, you may have offended half the Catholic faith. You, you may be calling the carpet the Pope. Well, if you're oh, you sure, what person yeah. you listen this long? We have okay, yes. okay. The Pope will hear about the Pope's I'm, I'm the Pope will lie. Back. I'm okay with that. If everybody, <laughs> okay. all the Catholics want to be upset with me, okay. the, Pope, the Pope's going to get mad. You, you're going to sure. get some lawyers from the Pope. He doesn't stay mad for long. He's a Pope, yeah. <laughs> He's like he, all right with everybody. He, he He's gonna get, get mad, mad about once. that. Wait, it's fine. It'll be good. Um, hey, do you guys still have? Let me change the topic to end up with. Uh, do you guys still have HBO Max? Mm-hmm. Oh, I thought you did. Do you both have it? Yeah, but we're, we're talking about getting rid of it. You've got to wait a month before you get rid of it. Did you hear what's coming out next month? No, I think it's called Winning Time. It's one of those goofball. Um, movies, kind of like uh, the people against O.J. Simpson, where they take this serious thing and they try to make fun of it. Um, it's about the L.A. Lakers. So it's kind of a behind-the-scenes look. Um, they've got uh, guys playing Magic Johnson and Jerry West and, and um, Jerry Buss, the owner of the Lakers. It's kind of, it's kind of trashy TV. It looks amazing. So... Um. I, I may have yeah, to steal. Yeah, that's not on my radar. Yeah. <laughs> I I may have to steal one of your passwords to, to watch. It. <laughs> I, I'm really looking forward to it. It's really fascinating. So, yeah. <laughs> After our 28 minute talk about faith, I wanted to tell you about this trashy TV program I want to watch. So. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's me. I'm a, I'm a very conflicted, confused human being. So, all right. Uh, hey, anything you guys want to promote? Thanks. Anything nope. coming up you know, in your lives? Yeah. Based on how the past few months have gone, I, I'm not promising any new podcast or up other than my weekly sermons. That's all I can promise at this point. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I know it's been crazy the past couple months. Uh, everything going okay in general? Yeah, it was just a whole lot of school. And okay. I, I, I have an, one more 20-page paper to finish up my January classes. and then, But then I'm in full dissertation season, too. So I, I can't make any promises. Do you, I am, have a, do you have a topic and everything? For your communion. <laughs> All right. So you chose something light. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, there's not a whole lot written about. <laughs> I, I did a, um, just wanted to make sure I had everything uploaded. It was sent to me. And uh, there was two I was m- missing, Paul, that I forgot to upload from you. I'm looking forward to hearing the rest of the series. Um, there's a podcast that should be out. Uh, we're taping this Thursday, probably Friday morning. Uh, you had an intro to a series you did about the church and mental health. I'm assuming you've gotten through the rest of them. Um, yeah, I can't wait to hear the rest of those. I'm looking forward to that. They're coming, but they, they haven't been recorded yet. Oh, okay. Oh, you haven't preached them yet? Or... No, no, that was just me on my own. That wasn't a sermon oh, series or anything. Okay. That was just me in my basement. All right, so check that out. They'll be coming in a while. But, you know, I, the topic is sounds fascinating. I mean, uh, on a serious note, but sounds good. Joe, anything you got going on in your life? Any plays or wrestling nights or wrestling podcasts or nope? Any dreams you're having or (laughs) any dreams? Any visions? (laughs) No, nope. Well, we're we're, all is good bowel movement lately. Yes, yes. (laughs) Please tell us. I'm I'm keeping those private for now. What? Wait, I'll wait for my memoirs. I have them all written down. Well, well thinking about both of you guys, it's been stressful for Paul, like you said. Uh, Joe's um, in Ohio tonight. Mm-hmm. Um, he's a true Ohioan tonight. He's, um, mm-hmm. I'm going to say, a family situation. He's, mm-hmm. he's there to see family and uh, keeping my thoughts. He's at Microtel, and, and Joe was yelling about how wonderful the Microtel Hotel was. Yeah, absolutely. They're a yeah, sponsor they're, now. They're, the, they're a sponsor. Yeah. <laughs> Ohio, Not really. yeah, bring your laptop down. Maybe we can meet Mr. Microtel. Is the guy, you said the manager was there tonight? or No. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> Probably some college kid. Some Probably. college kid from Malone trying to make a buck. Mm-hmm. It's good. Trying to make a micro buck. Yeah, microbike. Yeah, definitely <laughs> microbike, not a real bike. Um, let's see. Um, on the podcast, a lot of content. Um, no guests. I mean, after Anthony Munoz and Mark Slayer, if we had to take a break, but we got Frazier podcast, Seinfeld podcast, YouTube. Um, again, very old TV that we're trying to promote, which it's losing me a little bit to be honest with you, but it's all good. Um, yeah. Lots of stuff going on. So uh, check us out on each podcast. There's ways you can help the show. Um, you can follow Joe and Paul on Twitter. Uh, we got links to your guys' Twitter. You can check that out. 
and lots of good stuff. So, all right, I'm going to close up shop Paul for Paul. <laughs> Joe, this is Chris. Thanks so much. Thanks to Paul and Joe for helping out, and have a great night, everybody. Hi, I'm Jennifer Mooney. Welcome to what is our new Hope Interrupted podcast based on the work from our book, Hope Interrupted, that I co-authored with my good friend, Byron McCauley. Hey, Jennifer. You know, I'm looking forward to this podcast as much as I was look, looking forward to writing this book with you. We hope to interview some uh, high-impact folks as well as have a little fun. We're going to cover stories of hope. To learn more about our podcast and our book, please visit www.hopeinterrupted.com.